yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each episode, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, welcome back to Marketing Off the Mat. It's Jessica. I'm so glad that you're here. And today we are joined by the lovely Hip Roberts. Um, We're talking all about sustainability and yoga business Um, as teachers, as yoga studio business owners, facilitators. um, We take on a lot. And uh, Pip shares deeply from her lens on building a sustainable business and what she's actually doing in real time to make that happen. Um, So it's going to be a great episode. So let me tell you a little bit more about Pip. Um, Pip is based in Southwest UK in Bristol. She's a yoga facilitator, mentor, Reiki practitioner, heavy meditator, sound therapist, and the creator of Now Studio in Bristol, and a well-being event curator and producer. She says that her role is that of a connector, which I so absolutely love. Um, She's deeply passionate about the practices that hold us to connecting deeper to ourselves, and in that connection to ourselves, the connection that we find to everything else. You are going to love this episode. Let's dive in. Hey, Pip, welcome to the show. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for saying yes. I'm so glad that you're here. (laughs) You are welcome. You're welcome. So we got to hear a little bit about you in the intro, but I know Mm -hmm. that's just a tiny, a tiny facet of of who you are. So love to know a little bit more about you and how it brought you to today. Um. I'm Pip. I'm in Bristol in the southwest of the UK. I've been sharing yoga now for 10 years or so, um, maybe. And at the moment, I'm really kind of focusing more on people connecting to themselves and how that connection to themselves plays out in what they share to other people. And they can find the confidence in where they're at with that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I love that. That's such a, it sounds like such a simple principle and also very tough to cultivate. And exactly. Yeah. It's such a, it's a core part of awareness practices such as yoga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that so often what we practice is not necessarily played out in how we offer our things to people. The business side of it perhaps eclipses the embodied side of it if that makes sense Ooh, yes this is gonna be such a good chat I I love it so uh you know we we heard a little bit about you and I know you own a studio Mm -hmm. you have so many things going on and so we're kind of we're talking about in this episode we're talking about building Mm -hmm. a sustainable yoga business you have this embodied practice that you're you're rolling out into the business side of you into the business side of things that you offer out into the Mm -hmm. world how how is the embodiment kind of playing in, in into all of this um it's where it all starts and finishes for me um it's it's such a beautiful tool and the body and I feel that the more we start to explore it on the mat the more we can stay with that connection off the mat and it can start to empower and inspire us separately you know the non-dual nature of this world we need to be here in our bodies as well as there on the outside of us um like living breathing doing the weekly shop cleaning the house you know um creating a a business perhaps or sharing the arts in a way that makes sense to people and these threads that we can learn through practice the whole I guess the whole point in the practice is that we begin to live it yeah (laughs) these two things aren't separate um and to be able to really bring your practice into how you're conducting your sharing of it 
and finding that alignment with yourself is game changing in my opinion mm, yeah. yeah definitely game changing and mm. maybe potentially elusive at times <laughs> oh god yeah it's it is it's really challenging it's really challenging um because I feel that we're pulled in all sorts of directions um as as teachers as sharers as facilitators whatever we call ourselves um you know there is the tug of perceived success um there is the tug of mortgage payments you know the heating bills <laughs> all the really really simple grounded grounded stuff and then there's this tug of the soul and the things that make your cells buzz and these absolutely vast experiences that we may have on the map that we are desperate to share and the question of how palatable I guess are they to to the people that might be coming by for your practices and how often you can serve that stuff too does that make sense oh so much you know, sense so, so, some things are really easy to deliver in a 60 minute class on a Tuesday evening when everybody's running from work to the studio and then home for their tea or their dinner let's call it that <laughs> um and other things are um, perhaps you know a week-long journey um that you need to take people on mm. and it's figuring out the balance of how you can share these things I think that's that's the trick yeah Yes, it's a it's a balancing act for sure. Mm -hmm. And pun intended. I mean, we're talking yeah. <laughs> to yoga teachers. <laughs> oh, I have the worst dad jokes. I didn't warn you about that. <laughs> I love a dad joke. Anybody that practices with me will, will be testament to that fact. Um, yes. Me too. <laughs> Uh, I, lo I love it. I meet a kindred spirit in this way. It's so, it's so fun. So, so, <laughs> but yeah, yes. there is, so there's this huge kind of non-dual massive cosmic element to a lot of what I share, huge deep dives into the body. And then also there are, there's dad jokes, you know, those, those two things are pretty much fundamental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really special, actually, because, you know, as, as much as we're we're giggling because, you know, we we love and we benefit from a good dad joke. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's so true that we do and we share it with our students, because a lot of the stuff that we deal with day in, day out, you know, making the mortgage payment, looking mm -hmm. at the news, seeing, you know, a, yet another tragedy that is a headline and to be able to offer people a space to process and to practice and mm -hmm. cultivate, even though when stuff is really, really hard, the ability to, to be embodied and have a little bit of levity so we can go back out seemingly in, into, you know, potentially a, the same situation over and over again. It's like, we're building that muscle. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the practices, I feel that quite often people, offer yoga as an escape and they're like oh retreat away from life and in fact what I would like practices to be is more open to all of life um because the last thing we actually want to do is close ourselves off and pretend stuff isn't happening because th oh. that's not going to help anybody admittedly sometimes a little bit of respite is a beautiful thing you know you can dust yourself down patch yourself up and get back out there but for for me, these practices are, are so that we can handle life in all of its all of its emotions and states and all of the jewels and the richness that it offers, you know, the good times and the bad, but nothing obviously is inherently good or bad. But we just like to we just like to label it as such because it helps us. Yeah, yeah. We, we want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it all just is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Uh, it's not a, I think, I think our, the wellness culture, the yoga culture and, and yoga studio culture, culture in some ways too, can be all good vibes only. And yeah. it's, it's just not the case. Like it's unfortunate. Of course we would love that, but that's not reality. Yeah. So like you said, it's so important to offer respite and have the ability to 
take a beat, like step, step mm -hmm. away for just a minute. So not that you live there. We don't go into the cave in the mountains mm -hmm. and, and stay, but as you know, householder practices, you know, many of us listening do practice in that way. Mm -hmm. We have to have the ability to, to meet the challenges, how, however, and whenever they arise yeah. because that they will. Yeah. Even, even, Here's a beautiful non-dual thing. Even feeling really, really good in the last few years has started to become challenging because everybody is going through so much. You know, in the, during COVID, people were feeling bad when other people, no, when they felt good, they would then start to feel bad because so many people felt bad around and they couldn't even be with that. You know, yeah. it's it's also multifaceted. Um, yes. uh, but yeah, the whole ethos of people coming as they are is incredibly important for me um in my studio and anything I offer as well um turn up exactly as you are um because that's the only place you are right so true yeah it's so true <laughs> um and if you, you can't be there then yeah take your time yeah yeah that's that's powerful teaching right there and I think it you know rolls right into yoga teachers, yoga studio owners, wellness entrepreneurs building their businesses, because it's not easy, despite what <laughs> Instagram would love to show you. <laughs> like, <laughs> the highlight reels sure look fun, but it's not all good vibes only. It's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, looking at your P&L and seeing that, wow, the, the L was pretty strong last month. Like, how do we how do we balance? How do we mm -hmm. pay our rent? How do we pay our mortgage? Um, how do we make a living doing something that we're so passionate about and, and sharing? So, you know, I know that this is something obviously you're really passionate about too. So yeah. we, we want to continue to share. We want to continue to show mm -hmm. up because we, we care so much about this practice. How do teachers do this? How do studio owners do this as well in a sustainable way? Well, um one of um, I share sorry let me start that sentence again You're most good. of the practices I share are really heavy on rest um rest is our true nature right um if you look around you at plants and animals they're not doing anything yeah you know, they're just hanging out and being and that's the natural way um and in rest we can find our natural way so I think that one of the most important things we can do if we're working in wellness is not do anything like take your time and be, if you're going to be sharing practices, even if your practices aren't restful. Yeah. You need to take your time to be. Um, and obviously that being can come in any way, but being is accessible and true for you. Okay. Some people might be in a handstand. Yeah. I'm not one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if that's where you find that beingness and that naturalness and that place where things can arrive and things can leave with no force, you know, things come and go, then that's the place we need to spend more time at. Yeah. Um, so when we allow ourselves to be and things can arrive and leave, this is where we maybe find that sense of ease and naturalness. And in the arrival, we might find ideas, energy, creativity, um, just opening to possibilities, okay? In that space that we can create in the being, anything can happen. Yeah, you're creating a transition, basically. And if we allow that to happen, then the world is literally our oyster um and the things that we can leave you know the stuff we don't need to hold on to cliche yoga sentence if ever i've heard one um but you know any any things that aren't working for us you can just see the sense in them moving through um relationships um ideas you know practices things that you don't need to carry on they can just go um I was talking this week about yoga nidra and the creative power of it I share so much yoga nidra um and in that nidra state 
when you're fully aware, relaxed, but asleep, or you know, everything in its duality right there in your um, senses. Um, there's this huge, 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 huge um, ability to visualize, but maybe rather than a visualization, because not all of us are visual thinkers, maybe it's more of an imagination. Mm. Um, and in that state, you can imagine almost anything happening, right? We've all been on those wonderful journeys in meditation. And if, if our mind is such a limiting thing in our day-to-day life, but our mind has already experienced this vast opportunity in our need to state when we're being, how's that going to play out for you in your business, you know, in, in the sharing, in your arts, in um, your passion, whatever you want to call your teaching. If you can allow your practices to really expand you, that's going to play through in what you share, right? And that's going to yeah. play through into your life too. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my tenement, basically. Don't yeah. do as much, um, which is really difficult. It really is. <laughs> yes, it's, it so is. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> when you kind of look at the online marketer world where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. have you got your funnel put together? What's your email list like? How many posts of, or how many times are you posting reels? Like all these little like to-do lists of things that are somehow going to all come together and just make this incredibly successful business. And you're like, well, what if it actually were just as you were Mm -hmm. saying, Pip, taking some time to just be and allow the things to surface. And actually Mm -hmm. maybe that long list that that online marketer was sharing is helpful in some ways, but maybe you just take a small piece. You can maybe do it all as well. Or maybe Maybe you can't. Maybe that online marketer knows the, the, the steps to take okay but you can't force creativity yeah Mm -hmm. that online marketer hasn't mentioned the quality of the reel perhaps you still need to put out good stuff your stuff still needs to be engaging you know you want it to come across as you that's really important Mm -hmm. we don't need any more copycat yogis probably yeah what we do (laughs) need is (laughs) probably um There'll always be space for everybody, yeah? Um, But it's even better when everybody shows up with themselves because everybody's voice resonates with their people. And there's a lot of people that aren't practicing yoga that would like to. There's a lot of people that are already practicing yoga that want a new, fresh voice, a new um, take on stuff. You know, each time the practices are shared and they get embodied by somebody, which is very different to the practices being shared and repeated yeah <laughs> the yes. words get found from the sentence the the feelings of the body and that person's take on it for them so when the practices get embodied and then shared on then they become richer perhaps each time and you know everything evolves and these I'm using the word ancient loosely, ancient from the sutras, okay? Not like asana ancient, um, which is a very different meaning of ancient. Um, so like old, old, old sutra scripts um, and how they play out in the modern world and a personal take on that and a felt sense on that is going to shift people way more than something that is a simple repeated statement that somebody's heard before mm-hmm. you know so yeah finding love- yeah oh sorry yeah I, okay. I so finding to double down on that I loved it okay. <laughs> keep going <laughs> <laughs> so finding finding our ourselves like the yogic self and our take on how it is to be a human in this day and um how it is to be a part of something bigger that brings more meaning to it I think you know mm-hmm. and yeah. another voice to it another experience of it and each day that we practice of course our experience of something might be completely different mm. yes mm. it does evolve yeah for sure um yeah. I know that I know that when I've shared practices and 
we talked about them on teacher trainings afterwards, there can be 30 people there. And each of the 30 people who have done exact, or not, the, they've not done the same practice, they have been in the room and I have shared exactly the same words. And their practice has all been their practice. Everybody has had wildly different experiences. Um, and it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. And the richness in texture and emotion that can be felt all within the same shala is such a beautiful thing. And from one sharing, one guiding of one session, 30 people can come away with something else from, different from everyone else in that shala that then theirs and that richness, that jewel that they found then inspires their teaching down the line as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just beautiful. Um, and that for me is where we really start to find ourselves when we feel into our own practice, sieve out the stuff that doesn't resonate and find the stuff that really does and what it means to us. And that's the goal to share on. Yeah. 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 I love that. I, I, I love so much of what you said too. And I'm thinking about, <laughs> um, you know, not needing more copycat yogis or mm-hmm. not needing more, teachers parroting exactly maybe what their teacher has offered or, you know, some video that they watched or whatever, instead of embodying it and taking that nugget of wisdom that just, you know, we know the difference between like when you've parroted something as a teacher and something that's like, this is the wisdom that I learned and integrated and shared out. Like it's a totally different experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same goes to our business too yes totally totally that's that's the whole point the two things aren't separate like nothing separate is it um and so I I've got a few strands within wellness so I teach I mentor I host teacher trainings I run a studio I curate wellness areas at festivals and throughout all of these my practice still really really weighs heavy on how decisions are made how things play out and where the plans come from you know and they might all be in the same kind of industry but it's still the yoga that's creating it all it that's where it's all coming from Mm -hmm. um it and I think it makes it way more fun oh totally Um, (laughs) (laughs) it makes it way more fun I used to work in pharmaceuticals I did for a long period of time when I was younger as a pharmaceutical sales rep and a performance coach as well and there you're making big decisions with literal millions of pounds at this point which is insane Mm. um and I look back and I'm like god I was young to be doing that stuff and everything was very um cerebral very data driven and it was like, we should do this. And everything weighed up because of the numbers. Whereas now I'm like, I kind of feel like I, I'm drawn towards this. And it's like, you know, if I had a manager, they'd be like, but why? I'm like, <laughs> I just, because my, my heart's like, oh, my gut's just saying yes. That's a way more fun way of listening to your body and taking cues from this amazing system that is is here to guide us right um that's the whole point in these cells and our bodies they built themselves from some tiny little spirals of proteins (laughs) that code everything yeah each of our cells found its perfect place in our body what um Mm. and all of the plans are there in that literal microscopic sense so learning to trust that the body has a, a wider plan, I think is, it's a beautiful ride. Yeah. 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 I, gosh, also to someone who has trusted with millions of dollars at a very young age, <laughs> it's so much more fun to like, yeah. you know what? I actually am feeling called to explore this a little bit. What would it look like if, and go down that road instead of saying, well, that doesn't meet our quarterly KPIs. And, uh, you know, that's something that would take multiple layers of red tape to get approved. And you're like, no, 
exactly. There's not it's, six layers of people to get the, the green light for it. Is there? Yeah. Um, it's so much yeah, more exciting. Like, yeah. It's Tuesday. I think I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a perfect day to start something like that. I just, I, that's so powerful too. And it can be, you know, I don't know if this is true for you. When I first, you know, embarked officially full-time into my business, I was a little unsteady at first because we kind of look outward for the, okay, the approval, the numbers, the KPIs, what, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is that was the driving force behind the decisions that we would make. Yeah. So I think it takes some time for us to turn up our inner wisdom Definitely. that's been there the whole time, but we just have to create the space for it with rest. Yeah. But, you know, you see it all the time, even in the yoga world, people are like, oh, you only, you only have this many followers. Your classes are empty, you know, um, how many people oh their class is fully booked and they're posting about it on their stories why why have I only got five people in today it's like those five people are your people and they're mm-hmm. spending money with you and they really need you you know they might it's very easy to slip into comparison mode and forget why you're wanting to do the thing that you're doing or mm-hmm. share the things that you want to share um there is a meme about I've become a yoga teacher just so I can play on my playlists, people. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't be a DJ. And sometimes I think that that might be partly true for people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, it's shifted into almost a popularity contest and everything. And it's about drawing back. Yes, obviously, for your business to be a success, you need some people to come. That's, That's the truth. But in order for people to come, I think you need to show up as yourself. I quite often say that half the challenge in finding a teacher is finding somebody that you can spend 60 minutes or 90 minutes in the company off and, and want to go back for more. Right? Yeah. It's, I, I don't care how you've told me how to find a cobra. That's that's not really what I've come for. It's for the way that you make make me maybe inquire into my body or you know the way you talk it, it's it's really simple but yeah it's who who can I tolerate being with as much as anything else these days sometimes um, I wonder why my some of my students come back because I'm like I'm such a I'm such a nerd at the front of the room yeah. sometimes <laughs> but it's true like you have to you have to shine that light because the people that are out there waiting for it can't see you otherwise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I also think that, just to come back to your nerdiness, I am, yeah, quite a geek. And um, But I think that there's a lot of people that are, right? And yes. I, like I said, we don't, we don't need any more copycat people. Yoga robots aren't very interesting to hang out with for 60 minutes. Real people are. and. I think that more, the more real people show up as, the more engaging it's going to be. You know, it's not, not to do a show about their lives, but, you know, to, to be very, very human when yoga has done such a job of whatever it's done to its image, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to show up as yourself is a really powerful thing. Yeah, it's very vulnerable and very powerful. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's good yeah. stuff. So if, if you weren't already, if you're listening, you weren't already invigorated by the jokes that we've shared and just thinking about touching back into your own inner wisdom and your own voice and putting yourself out there and trying things. If you're feeling really burnt out, Pip, what kind of uh, options or opportunities or advice would you offer to folks that are listening in who are either for feeling burnt out or perhaps they are in one of these you know parroting modes where they're not exactly sure you know where their north star is like what advice would you have to offer them today to help them best right the ship so to speak mm-hmm. um first don't be in a hurry to fix everything um 
everything is seasonal. Yeah, and we will have moments when these cycles are playing out in our artistry because I, I genuinely think that yoga or to share yoga, there is quite a lot of artistry involved. You know, any creative will tell you that there's spells where things dry and then there's things, spells where literally everything is coming through you almost too fast for you to paint it or write it down, right? Mm. So just accept that the if we've got ourselves into a burnout, um, that is a little bit different than um, a dry spell. I have been burnt out. I've, been, I've definitely been burnt out twice in my life. Um, one was after a huge project all summer, um, which was very fun, but very stressful. And there wasn't enough rest involved at all. And the other one was um, running my studio during covid times which was immensely stressful my studio had opened four months before covid hit so (laughs) great timing um (laughs) um, and both of those things i was under enormous stress physically mentally emotionally for a sustained period of time and when you're burnt out it's a little it's going to take you longer than a weekend to write yourself okay so if you are truly burnt out burnt out you need to be able to cut back and give yourself as much time as possible I know that there is a certain amount of privilege that comes with being able to take time off work I know that yoga teachers often don't have much wealth isn't it wealth is the amount of time that you can go without working that's one of the definitions of it And if you aren't particularly wealthy, as in your overheads are high every month and you still have to pay them, um, then that's difficult. I see that. um, I acknowledge that. But your body is so important and it does need to rest, you know, Mm. um, in order for you to come back stronger. The trick to not burning out, I think, is perhaps um, the key in all of this. So just uh, um, we want every, everything to have some sustainability. Yeah, I was, what was it called? Planned, planned obsolescence is something I was reading about yesterday. We get it with phones, computers, and it's, it's only going to last this long, okay? before you need to get a new one, before you need to upgrade. And this is something that I see quite often with people's practices. They're like, or there's planned obsession. I'm going to do this for four months. It's only four months I can do it. And the pace that they work at is basically planning their own obsolescence. Mm. Um, I've done it before myself, yeah. And you work at such an intensity um, that eventually you come into this state of collapse. Um, you're working at such an intensity, you're literally pr- propping um, and holding holding so much up, you know. Mm-hmm. And then eventually after that propping, there inevitably comes that opposite, the collapse, the, everything losing its tone. And we just, it's really simple. Again, just like I was saying at the start, we need to rest, we need to be. We need to build a sustainable business. But like we said before, the simple stuff is often the most difficult. Mm. It is really difficult. Um, And building a sustainable business, you know, it does depend where we are on our journey with sharing and what it is we do share. Um, And again, it's your body that's going to tell you what is what. When I lived in London, um, I used to teach, I think, 14 classes a week at one point. Oh, and I'd gosh. be zooming around. <laughs> um, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. And now I teach too. Um, I, I am doing other work. Um, but now I'm way more able to show up for those two and monthly workshops than I am if I was doing 14 a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, by other work, I, I mean the mentoring and the managing the studio and all of the other stuff as opposed to I don't have a nine to five in another industry 
as well as all of that just for right. complete clarity right. in case people are like what <laughs> <laughs> she's doing what now um you know there's different threads all, all there that um allow me to show up and teach twice a week mm-hmm. um I'm in my 40s now as well you know I was in my early 30s when I started teaching and so I think that that again has a huge impact on energy levels the cycles that maybe lead us through creativity and quieter times let's call them that also are there within our life cycle right we we when we're young we can punch out 20 power yoga classes in a week if you're going to be trying to do that when you're 45 then I think you might have a surprise or most Mm -hmm. people will have a surprise um You know, it's really simple things that we can do to sustain ourselves within the amount that we share as well. You know, do you need to demonstrate so much? Is the question I always, you know. Um, Yeah, you can guide from the side of a classroom. You don't need to be brackets, probably shouldn't be doing your own practice if you're watching what's going on in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, I think, one of the most elegant ways to meet your energy when you're sharing as well. You can still show people some stuff, um, but you're not, yeah, definitely not breaking a sweat. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. Unless you're in a hot room. Yeah. Um, but, you, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a, a gentle way. You, you're not there doing your practice. You're there guiding other people through theirs. And I think that that shift from, again, you're being in the room, you're not doing the practice, mm. um, is a huge step towards um, finding that sustainability. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other thing that comes, that, so you've got to be sharing the right amount for your energy, basically. That's the biggest thing, I think, in terms of... Um, working in a sustainable manner manner your output can't exceed your input basically but the biggest thing which is a vague word on purpose the biggest thing that will affect how much energy anything takes from you is how aligned it is with you I think so over the course of my sharings I've taught in spaces and they've been great to start with and then after a while it's like um I don't know in America if you've got the expression you get the ick no you get the ick in it okay so (laughs) tell us more but I think I know what you're saying I will tell you more (laughs) it happens in romantic relationships you can really 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 love them for a short period of time and then suddenly you get the ick it might be a pair of shoes they put on something super super small yeah and you're just oh my god I can't stand them anymore it might be a word that they used in a conversation you're like done it's over (laughs) it's over and you literally get the ick and quite often because romantic relationships you're really listening to your body and there's that that's what it is isn't it it's that tug of your body towards somebody or indeed away Mm. (laughs) as the ick will turn it to (laughs) And we can get the ick with our work too, I think, you know, and suddenly or not so suddenly our relationship with a space, a practice, something can shift and it just begins to not align with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And showing up there once that is no longer, no longer resonating with us. Right. can become to really 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 drain us um so it's staying aware of how hosting something or sharing something really makes you feel mm-hmm. not everything lasts forever yeah um and that that's fine um yeah. quite often something dies away so that something else can come in its place you know endings and beginnings all of those all of those things that are true um but allowing yourself 
to be open to these things happening means that you can manage your energy so much better and that then you're you know if something isn't working out for you anymore and you don't have to know why yeah this, this is what I was saying about the fun bit about your body guiding you through this stuff you can be like I just I just don't want to teach there anymore or I don't I don't want to share that Tuesday morning class that I've been doing for three years now online even though there's 20 people coming every week it's not feeding me you right. know that's not that's not a truth in my world but you know <laughs> even if something even if something is ticking lots of boxes but it isn't hitting home with you that's when it's really important to be really honest with yourself and be like mm, I want to try something new or or quite simply, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. And yeah. then once, you, you know, you don't have to replace something with another. Again, you can enter that emptiness. You can let yourself sit in the dark a little bit sometimes and just let that go. Give yourself that space and see what comes out, see what shows up next. Because yeah. um, that's, that's exciting. It yeah? is. It really is. Yeah. I think scary sometimes. Exactly. I I think (laughs) um, sometimes the anticipation of it is a little more scary than actually Mm -hmm. saying, you know what, actually, I'm not feeling that anymore. And instead of replacing it, you know, one for one with this other class or offering or, you know, whatever it is that it is just Mm -hmm. to have a little open space so that you can be and listen to what might come up and you might yeah you might actually like it <laughs> you exactly. might find it something might be, exciting yeah it, you also it, it it might it might be something terrible as well that comes up <laughs> like what is that um but the the beautiful thing is that um whatever comes up for us it's right for us in that moment of the possibility in that moment but that moment is only also that moment okay so um for that now that was that was what your intuition or your your vision saw for you um and the next moment that might be completely changed yeah you know I've had such huge visions come when I've been in sound baths like entire business plans interior design for venues everything has come and I've been like whoa okay I need to write something down Yes. Afterwards, and then scribbled it all down and gone, well, that was really strong. And that's obviously got to happen. And then beavered off and made inquiries because that it was so immense and I could feel it all. Um, And then things didn't happen then straight away. And it's just kind of left as a page in a book, maybe for when the time is right for it, you know? but this is one of the most beautiful things. It shows you the potential and the possibility and perhaps allows you to explore possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Because not every yeah, not everything has to be completely true. You, you know, you don't have to do everything that you ever dream. Yeah. Right. Um, it can be nice to. Um, but you've got more time usually. Yeah. 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 Yes. I love that you said it, that you explored it and mm. you know, it, you, you're like, well, you know, maybe it's like, as you said, it, as a page in the book, like yeah. maybe I turn back, maybe I earmark that page and I come back exactly. later, but you yeah. gave rise to it instead of just being like, well, what was that? And then <laughs> on to the next <laughs> five things on your list, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's still there. It's still percolating gently um and I genuinely think that when when the time's right it will it'll happen yeah I agree I agree okay so this is a this is a question I asked most of my guests because I love the answers that come from this and I know yours is going to be so powerful too just from all that you already shared So if you go back at any point in your yoga career or as a student or any previous version of you, and you could whisper in your ear a little something that would save you a sleepless night or a headache or two, 
what would it be? That's such a great question. <laughs> it's a thought provoker. So, so much advice for myself. Um, <laughs> I think it would probably just be, it gets easier. Um, yeah, because it does. It's not easy, but it gets easier. And yeah, I might email you another answer to that as well. Once, oh. I've heard it, once it's percolated, I think that, that that's there's so much, so much you could go with on that. Um, it, yeah, it's good. But yeah, I found the whole. I found to to explain why it gets easier. Um, I realised just how disconnected I had been from my emotions and my body. That's. At some point, when I, I for my emotions, I went to therapy and didn't have the language to even talk about how I felt beyond sad. Um, you know, which is it's a very British thing. Right? <laughs> uh, don't talk about our feelings. Um, make light of the situation. And also, I remember clearly the first time I felt anything subtle in a yoga practice and I was in India classic on a beach in Goa again classic <laughs> but I did this practice <laughs> and I felt this spiraling right in my center and I was like what the actual you know like that's that's real and those two moments really like define or or seem like lines in the sand of me coming back to feeling in my body because mm -hmm. I used to be so heady, you know, um, a not stupid child at school and everything, you know, exams, tick, tick, tick. How can I do things and not really try very much? Mm -hmm. um, and coming back to my body has been, it's been so challenging. You know, if you spend 30 years not listening, there's a lot of stuff that's shouting when you come in. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, your body's screaming and shouting and it, it it's quite an intense place. Feeling, feeling anything is quite intense sometimes, isn't it? But with the freshness and the newness of feeling, um, it was really challenging. It still is really challenging to be in my body some days. I think that is true for most people. Um, but knowing that it will get easier um, on the journey to feeling possibly would have made some hopeless days feel less hopeless. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah. But it's, I feel that's a really common journey. I quite often have people come to practice who are very in their heads or, or people who are, in the space above themselves, which is where I have also spent a lot of time. Um, <laughs> quite nice up there. Um, everything <laughs> makes everything makes sense, you know. Um, rather than it being felt, it's very factual, which is it's quite pleasant um, sometimes. Yeah, it's very um, reassuring. <laughs> but see, seeing people traveling the same journey of coming back to themselves. Um, is one it really 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 gives me a sense of fulfillment and yeah it's a beautiful thing to witness we're not doing anything when we're guiding people towards themselves it's the people doing the work and it is a lot of work we know that um but it's a really beautiful thing to witness and if you are on that path it gets easier that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's what we all need to remember yes yeah. Yes, it, uh, it, a quote comes to mind um, from a teacher of mine and she always says, it will always be this way, um, which I, I have very much a likening to, it gets easier. It gets, yes. you know, when you're scared to be at the it front of the room and yeah. yeah, or you're embarking on trying to make this thing work, whatever the thing is for mm -hmm. you, it gets, it gets easier. It's not always going to be this way. So no. that's, that's really good. It's really good. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that Thank with you. us. Yeah. Um, so I want to know, and I'm sure everybody who's listening to us too, what kind of cool things do you have coming up? 
How can we hang um, out I've with got, you? Yeah. I've got loads of good things. Um, I made a new plan for myself for this year and I'm only doing, I'm doing one good thing a month, like one great thing on my quest for sustainability so that my diary doesn't get over full. Um, so you can take that. Um, things that I'm doing that I'm really excited about. I've got a retreat in June um, that I'm announcing this week with some ridiculously amazing food, which is fine. Um, which I feel is at least 80% of the reason I ever go on retreats. So uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so that's that's why it's um, weighing heavy uh, in that. Oh no, that's in July. That's in July. And then in October, I'm hosting Rested Being, which is an immersion into the art of rest. So Tantra, somatics, restorative yoga, sound, all of them coming together and really informing your language and creating embodied yoga nidra. I've got one of them in March as well, but that one sold out. Um, so October is the next chance for that. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Both, both offerings do. So we'll be sure to share those in the show notes so people can check them out. And cool. then Thank how you. can we hang out with, of course, how can we hang out with you online if we want to, to follow along? Um, you can sign up to my newsletter at pitroberts.com. It's a very imaginatively named website. And Instagram, I am pitroberts with two underscores after my name. Um, that's where I'm most active, I think. But come and find me in real life in Bristol or sharing online practices too. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we would, and uh, we can love to share your studio too. So um, we can drop oh, yeah. drop the handle in the in the show notes cool. as well, so people can thank you follow along. Of course, of course. Well, thank you, Pip. This was so much fun. I loved chatting with you, and I know everyone got so much out of it as well. So thank you. Cool. Thank you very much. Have yourself a lovely day. You too. Okay. Oh, thank you, Pip. I had such a blast with you. This is such a fun chat. And I know that the listeners got just as much as I did out of our talk. So I'm just so grateful to you and for your time. So if you guys want to check out Pip, um, you can find her online at Pip Roberts. Um, and she also has her studio called Now Studio, um, which you can check out the show notes here. Um, I'll add link to both her website and to Now Studio so you can check out all the incredible offerings that she mentioned that are coming up here in 2023. So if you find yourself in the UK, maybe you'll go meet Pip and tell her that we sent you from marketing off the mat. Okay. Thank you so much for being here for all of your time and energy and for all that it is that you do out in the world. We are so grateful for you. We need you. So keep showing up. Thanks for listening to the marketing off the mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off The Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.